0: Welcome back to The Review. Got a great guest with us today. It's Seton Hall's very own Wilner Lewis, uh, WSOU Pirate Sports Network. He does just about everything on campus at the Hall. And he's joining us today because we've had some pretty big news at Seton Hall. Head coach Kevin Willard, now the former head coach of the Pirates. He's at Maryland now. Seton Hall there's a lot going on on the campus as far as who uh, who the next coach might be. We have some pretty good ideas, but I'm going to bring in Wilner in now. And and Wilner, how you doing today on this fine uh, Tuesday, Wednesday morning? Gosh, can't even get the day uh, right.
1: Hey <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, looking outside the window right now, feels like a Tuesday. Like, it's just very gray and gloomy here on, on the campus of City Hall University. I mean, some trees are starting to spout some color, so springtime is coming soon, but from what I'm seeing with the weather right now. And not not really.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's the same here and nothing like springtime in South orange though. I miss those days. Um, Kevin Willard though, he's going to have some pretty nice Springs. What does John Rothstein say? It's it's the spring break capital of, of the Northeast. Yeah. Something, something like that. So (laughs) John Rothstein going to
1: have to figure out, you know, which, (laughs) which model to say for Kevin Willard now, because you have the Kevin Willard one, you have the Maryland one. And now it's just all combined into one.
0: Gosh, it's going to be difficult, but, um, Man, I want to jump right into this because I'm not going to lie. We've hear, we've heard these rumors. Um, these have been rumors about Kevin Willard leaving. Uh, the Maryland job has been brought up before. It was the Virginia Tech job a few years ago. He stayed at Seton Hall, though, through it all. How surprised were you that Kevin Willard actually jumped after 12 years with the Pirates? Yeah, I think,
1: you know, that for me, it, there was two sides of the coin for this, and You know, Matt. To your point, number one being that these rumors of Kevin Willard leaving happened years ago. Like that was definitely something that you know I still remember. I think it was back in 2020 where that that, those VT um, rumors started circulating. And there's a part of me right now that feels like, in retrospect, had COVID not happened, and had Seton Hall had that 2020 tournament run that they were supposed to go on or that they were expected to go on then maybe he would have jumped ship there um, and and ride off to the sunset on a, on a high note, because, you know, that's been the only remark on Kevin Willis' record has been, you know, NCAA tournament win, you know, being only, I think now one in five in a tournament under Seton Hall. So I felt as if in 2020, maybe that would have happened where, you know, if he would have got those couple of wins, made it to the second weekend, then at that point, you've done almost everything that you can for Seton Hall you could go off and and, um, go to another position. But I think, of course, you know, COVID happening, and then in 2021, Seton Hall didn't really have the season that they would have wanted to due to injuries and, you know, COVID pauses and stuff like that. I think that this was the year for uh, Kevin Miller to go to a different position. Um, You bring in a lot of transfers. You, you know, exceed expectations from what was expected at the start of conference play, starting off 0-2. Um, and you find a way to make it to the NCAA tournament, you get a good draw in Cali, at least. Um, Unfortunate that the way that the TCU game turned out the way that it did, but, you know, I feel like it it was, Tom was ticking for Kevin Willard here at Seton Hall. Um, I know that he really loves the Seton Hall community, and, you know, he expressed it multiple times, you know, not only this year after leaving, but, you know, years prior as well. Um, But I think when the Maryland job came up. Number one, you know, he spoke highly about Maryland and you know, their press conference that they had uh, on Tuesday. Um, and just overall, I think, you know, Tom was slowly but surely ticking. I think right now was the perfect time for, you know, Seton Hall if they're able to get the head coach that they want um, for them to move on from Kevin Willard and then also for, you know, Coach Willard to move over to Maryland.
0: Well, you said it right there, and we're going to get to a few of the things that you mentioned, but um, you said right now is, was the right time for Kevin Willard, uh, you know, to finally leave South Orange. I say finally again, because again, we all know the rumors were there. We talked about that, but do you think this was always in the cards? Like, I don't think Kevin got this job when he left Iota and said, okay, this isn't going to be where I stay forever. I'm going to eventually leave down the road. But do you think that maybe he always sort of had in the back of his mind that You know, if I am able to be successful here, it's not going to be where I retire. I'm going to want to keep moving up and keep going up the ranks of college basketball.
1: I think that's a a fair question. I think that's, you know, something to definitely think about, because at the end of the day, you know, Kevin Willard had came into Seton Hall when everything was kind of. um, (laughs) I'm I'm not trying to curse on your podcast, but, you know, where things were on the wall, you know, things were hitting the fan. And for, for Kevin Willard, I feel like, you know, going into that position, you're kind of like, let's see what I could do out of this mess. And for, for a lot of people, when they inherit a mess, I don't feel like they're not really, they don't really want to stay in that mess because if everything continues to stay bad, you're just kind of like, okay, I can leave from that. But I think What happened was, you know, things started turning good because of the way that he's been able to coach, the way that he's been able to recruit, the way that he's been able to get players to Seton Hall and really build, um, you know, the culture that we have here at at South Orange. So I think maybe initially, you know, he kind of looked at it as, as like a stepping stone, you know, to get to another position. But I think it started getting a little bit rougher once, you know, he really started to build that culture and really started to get the Seton Hall family behind him. So... Um, You know, I I can't speak for for Kevin Willard, but I would definitely say at least, you know, normally when you get into get into some messes, it's very difficult at the time to kind of stay in the position. But again, everything that he's been able to do for the past 12 years, I think, you know, that exceeds a a lot of what head coaches are able to do around the nation.
0: Well, you talk about the culture uh, that Kevin Willard sort of created, and this is kind of where I like to step in a little bit and. kind of go over my thoughts of Kevin Willard um, and we'll get to yours in, you know, real quickly. Um, Obviously, as people know, I grew up a Syracuse fan. So Jim Boeheim, one of the legendary coaches in college basketball, I come to Seton Hall not knowing much about the Pirates, um, which may seem weird as a Big East guy, but, you know, you look at that schedule growing up as a Cuse fan, Seton Hall is not exactly the team that you're like, okay, I'm excited about this game. It was more of like a DePaul of South Florida where we said, okay, we should run by this game. Seton Hall would win some of the time, but anyways, you get the point. So I come to Seton Hall, I see what Kevin Willard's doing and I say, I don't really like Kevin Willard. I'm not a big fan of this coach. Took me about a year to realize that Seton Hall and Syracuse are not the same. Syracuse is competing with different colleges for different recruits. Seton Hall is doing it their way. It's not the same type of atmosphere colleges don't make the same amount of money. It's just a whole different landscape. And right then my opinion started changing. And I said, you know what? I really like this Kevin Willard guy. And right now it's flip-flopped. I'm waiting for Jim Beheim to get out of Syracuse. And I really wish that Kevin Willard would have stayed with Seton Hall. Part of me does. Part of me does. We'll get to the future in a moment. But um, I was excited what Kevin Willard was able to do. I mean, he literally, I I was a big critic. And by the time I graduated and right now, I'm starting to miss Kevin Willard. It doesn't seem real. So given all that, what's kind of the buzz on campus for these students, especially I graduated two years ago. So, you know, I mean, I guess I I caught an NCAA tournament every single year I was there, you know, obviously the year that COVID canceled, it would have easily been a tournament appearance and likely more these kids on campus right now. Same thing. They've, they've caught this team, you know, in NCAA tournament consideration every year. So what's the buzz like? I mean, is it kind of like a big talk on campus right now?
1: I'll say, you know, specifically on campus, it's definitely a, a 50-50 split. You know, as you're mentioning, yet yeah, a lot of these students have came in like right at the right time, but they also came in kind of at the back end of Kevin Whitman. Like, you know, when you have students that, that come in, I would say the freshmen now, you know, they come in at 2020, the seniors now came in, will that be 2018 at this point? You know, they came kind of at the back half of um, where expectations at were high at a premium every single year. And I think that that mindset that those students are having with high expectations are, are kind of um, hampering their thoughts of Kevin Willard, because for them, it seems like oh, Seton Hall had all these great players and, you know, they just couldn't do anything in the NCAA tournament, you know, I guess good riddance to Kevin Willard. You know, so there's that half, that that everybody's just like, you know, we, did it, we didn't meet our expectations, you know, let's just move on to the next coach. But for people like me and, like, you know, some of the older people on campus, they understand that this is a Seton Hall team that, you know, dealt with a lot, that, you know, Seton Hall really wasn't even supposed to be in the NCAA tournament, kind of, you know, they they saw the highs and the lows. Like, I still remember coming in, like, my freshman year, my beginning of my sophomore year, when you heard all of the fire Kevin Willard (laughs) calls on hall lines at WSCU. So, you know, I I think that a lot of the older people are, you know, they understand what Kevin Willard has done. And they understand that, you know, his coaching responsibilities and the duties that he's had has been very tough. um, And they are appreciative of, you know, all the things that he's been able to do on campus. You know, for me, like, Seton Hall, their main sport has to be basketball. Like, there isn't, you know, football or there isn't any other really big major market sports that Seton Hall has on campus. So all eyes are going to be on the men's basketball program. And for Kevin Willard to make Seton Hall, you know, a top 25 team over the past couple of years, definitely is a great accomplishment to have. And, you know, again, am am I going to miss Kevin Willard a little bit? Because I do – me personally, I do like his remarks at press game or post-game pressers. Like, he's very, very snarky but witty on his comments. You know, I I do appreciate that a little bit. But um, at the end of the day, again, I think he's done a great 180 for this program, and I think whoever steps in next is going to step into a very good situation.
0: Again, Wilner Lewis here with us on the review. We're gonna take a quick break and be back after this. Back on the review with a distinguished student Wilner Lewis, WSOU legend. I'm trying to come up with different ways to introduce the guests. I'm, I feel like I got to get like a word bank next to me or something. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I mean, whatever you
1: got from me, you know, I, I'm appreciative. You know, I'm very humble in terms of like the stuff that I've done. So I appreciate any single adjective that you would get from me. Of, of course, if it's positive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing negative here. Um, and actually, we're going to talk about something positive right now. And there have been a lot of them. Um, I'll have an article coming out on this uh Hopefully this afternoon, uh, I do have work and you know, we're recording this at about 1130 in the morning. I got work in about three hours. So hopefully I can get that out soon enough. Um, Kevin Willard, he's had a lot of good moments at Seton Hall. Um, good wins, good recruiting classes, whatever you want to name it. What do you think were the best moments that maybe you'll remember Kevin Willard for as his time as the Pirates head coach?
1: I mean, those are definitely a lot of you know games come to mind. Again, the Michigan State or Michigan game from this year um, definitely is a highlight for Kevin Willard because um, for seeing like the two wins that I'm thinking of right now are, are two wins that really helped out Seton Hall just because it's it's been it's been a trend that the Pirates haven't really. Gotten anything against these teams. Of course, Michigan being the one game, everybody knows the the call in the Final Four and all of that. So for Seton Hall to get Michigan on the schedule, on the road, and to be able to take down Michigan, you know, definitely is a highlight there. Their road game in 2020 against Villanova, you know, Villanova was, I believe, they won like 26 years or 27 years, something around that range where, you know, straight home wins for Villanova against Seton Hall. But for Seton Hall to finally get away with that and finally be able to take down Villanova at Villanova definitely is is a highlight there. I mean, the way that he's been able to develop players, um, you know, Miles Powell, he's doing his thing in the G League. You know, Sandro really is doing his thing um, in the G League and in the NBA level. You know, he's been able to develop a lot of players to the point where everybody kind of expects, you know, as a freshman coming in, you know, he might not get a lot of minutes, but as they are going through the season and going through the years that they're able to develop into, you know, big players and key contributors for Seton Hall against other opponents, Trey Jackson, you know, I know he transferred from Missou, but. You know that was somebody when he came in was able to play um, in 2021 for half the season after the, the blanket and waiver. You know, didn't really play those meaningful minutes, but you know he played a big role for Seton Hall this past year. You know, Tyree Samuel was able to come in and play a big part for Seton Hall these past two years. You know, there's there's been a lot of guys that even Miles Kale, the way that. Miles Kale has been able to carry himself on the court and on the court. is definitely something spectacular being from Delaware and now being able to kind of wear Seton Hall on his sleeve. Like, you know, those players have really adapted to, you know, just a humble lifestyle and those players have really been able to adapt and able to grow themselves as basketball players. And you have to be able to credit, you know, Kevin Willard and the coaching staff for being able to instill that in the players.
0: Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing that people, really came to love about Kevin Willard is the way that he really developed players. This isn't a program that brings in five stars. It isn't even a program that brings in a ton of four stars. I mean, really, if Seton Hall could get one four-star a year, I think we would say, okay, that's a good recruiting cycle. You know, you should be getting at least one four-star if you're a good program, which we did, but it definitely wasn't the case of, you know, we're bringing in four four four-stars. No, it would be a four-star and three three three-stars, maybe two four-stars. It was not – It's not Duke. It's not Kentucky. That's all you got to say. And Kevin Willard was able to develop um, the players at Seton Hall. And I think that's what landed him ultimately this next job at Maryland, which is where we get to the next point is it's going to be different, different and difficult at Maryland because while it's still a college that takes pride in developing players, Maryland also is going to want some of those bigger and better recruits when you look at that, uh, that 247 top 100. So what's your kind of initial reaction as far as, okay, Kevin Willard, now the coach of Maryland, how do you think he's going to be able to recruit there?
1: I think then this was a big question, you know, in that um, introductory press conference that Kevin Willard had on Tuesday, was how are you going to be able to recruit players into Maryland? And the remarks that he had was, you know, he's he's loved the DMV area. He knows that there's great basketball players that come from the area. I am mean, there's a couple of Seton Hall players over the past couple of years that have come from the DMV area. So, you know, I, I think that he understands the area a, a, a good amount to become a new head coach. So I think definitely does help him out in that recruiting phase, I think that his coaching staff, um, and that was also something that he had mentioned too, that he's going to bring, you know, assistant coaches that, you know, are familiar with the area as well. So I think that if people look at Kevin Willard's track record as a head coach at Seton Hall, and again, we mentioned this, how he's been able to develop players um, and things of that sort, along with the basketball players that we've coming out of the DMV area, along with if you get a good, you know, coaching staff that can help recruit out of that area. I think on top of that, recruiting into the Big Ten, I think is going to be a little bit easier than recruiting into the Big East because, you know, love Seton Hall to death, but, you know, the the campus life here on, on Seton Hall's campus isn't the campus life at the University of Maryland. So I think, you know, he has a couple legs up in terms of, you know, his recruiting, you know, he was able to get great recruits just on a small campus in South Orange, New Jersey. Now you're able to pitch the idea of playing at College Park, Maryland. <laughs> and and the fan is down there is going to be rowdy. They're going to be crazy. They're going to, you know, love wearing that, that having that turf pride. So I think that not only does Kevin Willard has, not only does he have the track record as a coach to be able to say, like, if you come into my program, I'm going to help you out one way or another. But now he also has that incentive of, oh, you're going to come to Maryland. You're going to play in the Big Ten. You're going to play a lot of these bigger schools that come out of that conference. So I think that that that's definitely going to help him out. Um, Maybe not immediate, but I think that, you know, if he's able to be successful this upcoming year, we're going to start seeing a decent amount of recruits, at least some good recruits going down to
0: to Maryland. Well, personally, I think that, maryland's gonna hold a tighter string than seton hall did i don't think it's gonna be this this thing where if maryland were to have a losing record in kevin willard's first year i don't think he's out the door they had a losing record this year so i don't think the expectations are oh you need to go get 25 wins in year one and put maryland basketball in the top four of the big ten or something like that that's not going to be the expectation um and it wasn't at seton hall although seton hall really stayed with willard for quite some time i mean it took him about six years to really get going. Um, when he, you know, he got that 20, uh, 2016, no 2014 recruiting class, um, Mm -hmm. that included Isaiah Whitehead, um, Desi Rodriguez, Kadeen Tarrington, all those boys that, uh, really put Seton Hall on the map. I mean, that was, they helped win that 2016 Big East tournament. Um, but now he's at Maryland and it's a place with higher expectations. So, Let's put a let's put a number to it. How many years do you think Maryland will give Kevin Willard to get to the NCAA tournament and then to make a run in the NCAA tournament? Say, okay, this many years you gotta make an NCAA tournament by then. This many years you gotta at least make the Sweet 16 by then.
1: Um, let's see. It's a it's a seven-year contract for Kevin Willard. Um, I know that. Maryland is currently in the process of building an athletic center. So I would say at least, I think they wanted the athletic center done, or at least the the basketball training center done in two years, I would say. So I would say probably three years they would want to be able to, you know, be one of those in in the top half of the Big Ten. I would think probably in year three, year four. Would probably be where you know they want to be able to make it to the NCAA tournament. I still think Maryland has a great roster where, if coached properly, probably next year to year after they'll be able to make it to the tournament. But I think in terms of one, like like the final straw will probably be year three or year four to make it to the NCAA tournament, and then year four, year five, let's try to make it to the Sweet Sixteen.
0: I like those numbers because I do feel that uh, you know. There's more expectations. Seton Hall's expectation was never make it to the sweet 16 until probably year nine or 10 of Kevin Willard where, okay, we need to start going on a run. We've been good for a little bit. We've won the big East tournament. Let's get to that point. Uh, It's going to be a challenge for Kevin Willard at Maryland. And uh, you know, I know we're all behind him though. I don't, I don't know any Seton Hall fans that are hating on Kevin Willard for this move that are rooting for him to fail. Um, I know obviously it feels weird that he's gone, but I think everyone is behind him. We're going to take one more quick break. Then we're going to wrap it up. Stick with us here on the review. Back on the review, again, Wilner Lewis talking Seton Hall basketball, but more specifically, Kevin Willard, former coach of the Pirates, still feels weird to say that. I don't know when it's going to not feel weird to say that. It's been, I mean, it's only been not even a week. It's been a couple days, but it just doesn't feel real that he's not the coach of the Seton Hall Pirates, and there's going to be a new coach of the Seton Hall Pirates. We all know who that likely is. Why don't you spoil it and say what you think the next step is for Seton Hall in the coaching, uh, you know, who they're going to hire? Yeah, I got to make sure I say who I think because I don't want people listening to this
1: podcast and, and thinking that I have insiders and, and all of that, but... You know, it definitely seems all avenues are pointing to Jersey City and the St. Peter Peacocks and, you know, taking their head coach, Shaheen Holloway, and bringing it back to Seton Hall. And for me, I think that that's an easy, you know, move for Seton Hall. And I think when it comes to Pirates University, when it comes to Pirates basketball, and comes to Seton Hall University, family is definitely one thing that Seton Hall harps on night in and night out, whether it's you know, in the classroom, whether it's extracurricular activities, athletics, you name it, family is definitely the big thing. And Shaheen Holloway, you know, is from the Seton Hall family. He played here. He coached here. You know, he was under Kevin Miller. He understands how, you know, to, to coach Seton Hall and what the expectations are for the Pirates here. He's getting great experience at St. Peter's, being able to make it to the Sweet 16 with the roster that he has, you know, taking down Kentucky. Taken out, I believe, Murray State as well. So, you know, he's having success in what is it, his fourth year, I'm pretty sure, at St. Peter's. So I think it's a perfect lateral move for Seton Hall because, again, you're still going to have the same roster for the Pirates, you know, barring any anybody that transfers. But, you know, I really don't see people looking, if Shaheen gets hired, I don't see any of the players, you know, really wanting to transfer. I feel like Shaheen is, is a great coach to play for you know everybody at St. Peter's likes his personality you know even the media now is starting to really get behind his personality getting behind the the grit that he has just the swagger that he has and you know his his always wanting to play hard and always wanting to you know coach hard and always wanting to just fight and and be physical I think as as a style of play of basketball that's definitely great but also as a personality he's a great fit too so I think for Hall. Whatever you got to do to get him, I think you have to do that. Now, barring a, a crazy run to the final four for St. Peter's or the national championship, you know, I think that it should be an easy lateral move for the fire or for Seton Hall and, you know, whatever's in play, I think is probably going to be in play, you know, if not right now, then definitely when St. Peter's evidently falls in the NCAA tournament. And, again, I think it's a perfect move for Seton Hall, for their basketball program, for their community to – make sure they hire Shaheen Oliver
0: well you know Florida got their guy we know Maryland got their guy um you know LSU got their guy Uh, a couple other big Louisville a couple other big programs the Seton Hall job is likely the top job in the country right now um as far as I've seen I haven't seen any other openings that I think okay this is for sure better than Seton Hall which is pretty cool to say um and it also just kind of points to uh Shaheen Holloway's ability where, you know, it's a family aspect, but Seton Hall knows that they could get some of these other coaches that are out there. They know that, that it's an attractive destination um, in the point that it's a winning basketball program and other coaches would like to look at the job. But right now, you know, I didn't know much about Shah before um, he played before my time as a Pirates supporter. So I always knew, okay, he's an assistant that played at Seton Hall and he went to St. Peter's. And so it felt like down the line, he might be a candidate. I didn't know that he'd be this strong of a candidate. And I don't think that it's just these two games that he's won. These two games are just making it easier for people like me that didn't know exactly all the ins and outs of who Shaw is as a person and a coach. Now I'm seeing it firsthand and I'm all on board with the other people that beat me to it, that really knew what Shaheen Holloway is all about. Um, I don't want to put a number of, you know, years for him to make the NCAA tournament, that's unfair to do. It's not the type of program to do that too. And he doesn't even have the job yet. Who knows? You know, I mean, I know that the expectation is for him too, but like you said, we're not breaking any news here. We're just going by what all the rumors say, and I haven't heard a rumor otherwise. So that's why, uh, you know, it's okay to talk about it, but before I let you go, I just want to get your overall thoughts on the direction the Pirates are headed in, no matter what the next step is, just with this coaching change, what do you think, uh, where do you think Seton Hall basketball is going to be in five years?
1: Well, in five years, I, I would hope
0: playing in the Sweet 16.
1: <laughs> but you know, I, I think Seton Hall, like like we've mentioned throughout this broadcast, or not this broadcast, but this podcast, um, Seton Hall has definitely been a program that's really been on the rise. And it's really been, you know, one of the top 50 Schools in you know the NCAA tournament on a night in the night out basis for the, for the men's side and I think that you know whoever gets hired you're getting a lot of great players if you're able to you know keep them in the Seton Hall program you know you have Brandon Weston who was out you know this entire season you have Jahari Long who had to miss a majority of the season Tyree Samuel you know who's been starting to slowly get back into his groove towards the back half of the season and now. You know if the offseason he should be back into his stride. You know, you're you're getting a lot of players. And you also have players that could potentially, you know, stay back another year or, or you know, have another year of eligibility. Um, and, and you also have a decent recruiting class coming in for Seton Hall. So I think, you know, this upcoming year is definitely a year where, you know, Seton Hall could still make some noise in the top five, top six of the big East. And I think that that's something to really be expected for Seton Hall. I don't see the Pirates really falling off a cliff by any stretch of the imagination. I think that, you know, Seton Hall is going to find a way to stay consistent in the top half of the Big East one way or another, depending on, you know, not even really depending on who the head coach is. Cause I think that again, going back full circle, Kevin Willard has really built this program to be, you know, what it should be to really be, you know, that top 50, top 75 basketball program in the NCAA. And I think that, you know, Seton Hall is going to do its best to try to keep that. And, you know, with all the renovations that are happening on this campus, I think that we're going to see, you know, some renovations potentially happen for the basketball program as well. So um, things are looking up. Uh, Things are, you know, going to stay consistent. And I don't think that You know, anything's really going to change for Seton Hall from what we saw from, you know, 2016 to now to now and in in five years from now in 2027. I think that things are, are again, looking up. And I think that, you know, hopefully Seton Hall can find a way to the the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight, you know, Final Four National Championship, who knows, over the next five years. But things are, are going to be good on
0: Seton Hall's campus. I can definitely guarantee that. It might be weird that Kevin Willard is gone, but it is not the end of the world. And in fact, who knows, it might be just a new beginning um, as Seton Hall is gonna reach there, no matter who the coach is, like you said, it's gonna be a new era for Seton Hall basketball. um, And it's gonna be interesting to see what direction the Pirates go in from there. Wilner Lewis, thank you so much for joining the review. We're looking to get this podcast going. and you know what? You're a great, uh, I don't want to say first guest because we've obviously had guests on here before, but first guest where I'm hosting this podcast and we're going to start ramping up these podcasts. So thanks for joining. Of course, of
1: course. Hey, it definitely is going to be, you know, upward 10 for your pro- podcast as well. And, you know, again, I-, I appreciate you having me on. I always love talking about seeing hall basketball and just basketball in general. So, you know, once again, just thank you for having me on. And, you know, for everybody that's listening, you know, I, I got to make sure you tune in, make sure you subscribe, do all that fun stuff.
0: That's been the review.